Tonight we're going to talk about the kingdom of heaven, and I want to speak on specifically entering into his joy. Uh, entering into his joy. So the kingdom of heaven is this amazing uh, rule of heaven that has come to the earth through Jesus Christ. And it is not in theory, but in reality. It is ours now and later. We have the kingdom of heaven now, and we will have its fullness later. Uh, I remember as a, as a kid, I would sort of hang around my mom. And, uh, and uh, as I would hang around my mom, I always, there were always blessings accompanied with being close to mom. Because when she cooked, I got a foretaste of everything that was coming. <laughs> I, I did, especially I loved it when she would do the cakes, right? And the cookies, I always had batter before. I mean, I knew that that was gonna be a good uh, cake or a good batch of cookies because I was there helping her. And I would sometimes, if she were uh, scraping the, the, the bowl a little bit too much, I'd say, hey, leave some for me, you know? And so I think that with, with that analogy, I think we should, enjoy our Christian journey. Um, uh, can I tell you another story? When I was a young man, I lived, uh, I grew up in East Texas, Palestine, and uh, from, from Kingsville to uh, Palestine in those days, the highways weren't as good as they are now. It would take us approximately six and a half to seven hours to get there. And uh, so I hated that drive because I was so focused on the destination, I never enjoyed my journey. And uh, I remember uh, one time um, uh, the Lord spoke to me and he said, you should enjoy your journey. You, you should not just look for a destination in life. You wanna enjoy your journey. And uh, my wife helped me to enjoy the journey by not cooperating with me <laughs> I hope, I, hope, I hope she's not watching tonight, and I hope you, you don't go tell. But she didn't always cooperate with me, and I would like, to, you know, we're going to start out on our journey, so I want everybody to be prepared. I want the children to be ready. Go, everybody use the, the, the restroom, you know, use the, the bathroom, and, uh, and uh, get your snacks in the car, and, uh, because we're not going to stop except for gas and a quick restroom break if necessary. And I remember very clearly one, one day, uh, she said, I'm hungry. And I mean, we just left home, but I'm hungry. And uh, some of these things are of God, right? And so I said, well, I'll, I'll stop up there and get a burger. I don't want a burger. <laughs> well, what do you want? I want to sit down and have a meal. I hated it because I thought I'm going to be late getting to my destination, I would think. And so I was so upset. That, where do you want to go? She, so she told me, and you know, I had the presence of mind to, to do what she wanted. And, <laughs> and so she and the children got up and they ordered their food. And she said, well, what are you going to have? I go, nothing. <laughs> and of course, I punished myself. I punished myself. I know there are men out here who, do, who would do the same. I punished myself because, but what it taught me was to enjoy the journey. They were enjoying the journey, but I was waiting on the destination to have my joy. And so I wanted to, to bring the, the, those illustrations to us because the Lord Jesus has provided joy for us while we are on our journey. And I would like for all of us to realize that today.
Amen. <laughs> Amen. I, 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 but before I go further, uh, any, any brother, you know, have you ever done anything like that? Any, anybody other than me? Oh, two of us. Oh, a whole bunch of us. And then some of us are just too afraid to say. Yeah. So, so yeah, I punished myself. But God taught me a lot. He, he taught me a lot about enjoying the journey. And uh, I was sort of like those people. We, when I was a boy, we used to sing a song uh, in our church. I'm on my way to heaven, and I'm so glad. I'm on my way to heaven, and I'm so glad. You know, and all these wonderful things about what the enemy could not do. He can't do me any harm because I'm on my way to heaven, and I'm so glad. We're just singing that song, but I found that there were a great number of believers on their way to heaven, and they were sad about it. Uh, they were not living a joyous life. And the kingdom of heaven brings us uh, things from heaven while we are here on this earth. And that's what we have to understand. Um, in Matthew chapter 25, verse 21 is where, this is my thesis verse. This is the verse that I, I want to inform me and all of us uh, as we teach a little bit tonight. And in this thesis verse, uh, Matthew 25, 21, uh, the scripture says, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. And now, now this is amazing. For those of us who don't want to do great things for God or don't want to be great for God, I want to be great for God, but I realize that I cannot be great for God in my own energy. I can't be great for God in my own understanding. I have to find how to leave myself behind and lay hold of the Lord. So he says, if I would be faithful in these few little earthly things, and all of this is said to people who must do it while he is away, while the boss is away, while the master is away. He says, I will make you ruler over many things. And so to be a ruler over many things means that, that God trusts us. That's what it means. It means we have overcome a lot of things in this life. We're not those people who barely get to heaven by the seat of their pants, as it were, and the fire is just burning everything away. We're not those people. You don't have to be that kind of person. The devil is not so formidable that he can keep you from, the, from being who God has spoken over you as. Yes. And so he says, I will make you ruler over many things. And then he says to, to the servant, and this is the the icing on the cake, as it were. This is not just the cake. The cake is good. You know, I will make you ruler over many. But then he says, enter into the joy of your Lord. Wow. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And so we don't want, as it were, to only be rulers over many things, but we want to enter into his joy, his anesthetizing joy. That means that regardless of the pain and suffering, there is ne it, you can't, you're going to get through it, rather. Regardless of the pain and suffering, you get through it. There's nothing in the earth sphere that can any cancel out, do away with, destroy, nullify this joy. And this is what he wants to give us while we are presently in this world. So what does it mean by joy? It means almost like eternal cheerfulness. It means that e eternal calm. Well, well, everything is raging. Storms are raging. The winds are blowing and howling, as it were. But I'm calm in the midst of them. So it means that I have this great 
anesthetizing calm. I have this cheerfulness. I have exceeding fullness from God. My fullness exceeds everything that is coming against me. Remember my, my, my Spanish uh, word, or is, is it not my Spanish words, but I claim them. Uh, 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 this word sobreviviente, I talk about sobreviviente a lot, sobreviviente, because when I was just in English, I knew, I always heard of survivor in the context of barely making it. But when I was reading my Spanish and I heard that a sobreviviente was not somebody who barely made it, it was somebody who beat what was trying to get them. And so that's who we are. We have really beaten already what was trying to get us pull, and pull us down and destroy us, discourage us, defeat us. We have already beaten it. How do I know? Because Jesus, a man, is seated on the throne of God. That's how I know. That's how I know. Mm -hmm. And we know he arrived there. How do we know he arrived? Because he sent the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit that you enjoyed did not and was not to come upon men until this man, overcoming man, sat on the throne of God. Amen. So this overcoming man has sat on the throne of God. How do I know Don Lavelle? Because he said, when I get there, when I sit down, take my rightful place at the right hand of Yahweh, I will send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brings this amazing joy. He doesn't just bring power so we can be, you know, these wonders in the earth. Yeah, that's a good thing. But he brings power over my own feelings, my own self-life, my own emotions. He brings power over that in the form of joy. Yeah. So you and I can be cheerful. We can be happy. We can be calm. We can have extreme gladness because Jesus has overcome. And that kingdom of heaven has come already to us. Remember the story in Luke chapter 1, uh, verse 41, when uh, Mary, about the preceding verses, Mary had come to visit her cousin Elizabeth, her relative rather, Elizabeth. And as she uh, saw her, she said something per perhaps like, Hello, Elizabeth! And John the Baptist got the Holy Ghost. I mean, I mean, that's amazing to me. I, I know it's not Christmas, but that's still amazing to me. That John the Baptist got the Holy Ghost and he just leaped in the womb. You know, sometimes we, we sort of, I grew up in this Pentecostal uh, denomination, I suppose, for lack of a better word. And, uh, you know, when people, they, they say, oh, they got the Holy Ghost, you know, kind of jump. Well, John the Baptist, was, when he received the Holy Ghost, he didn't receive the Holy Spirit like that. He jumped in the womb and married and, 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 uh, and uh, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Scripture says, because when she heard Mary's voice, the babe leaped, and she was filled with the Holy Ghost, and spoke with a loud voice, or there was a great joy in her. That's what it means. Great joy in us. And we have been trying to calm people down, and God has been trying to give us great joy. Yeah, yeah. And she spoke with a loud voice. In Matthew 13, 44, in Matthew Matthew 13, 44, Jesus is speaking of the kingdom of heaven or the rule of heaven. So we want heaven's rule to come, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we know that when the kingdom comes, the will of God is done wherever that we are, just like it is in heaven. And the Bible says that when one sinner uh, is saved, there's so much joy from God that the angels start acting up. Yeah, that's what the Bible, it's not the angels got, are happy because we're saved, it's, it's what's going on in God. Yeah, 
That's what's going on. And so this is what the kingdom of heaven brings. Your will be done on earth as it is, just like it is in heaven. And so he tells us in Matthew 13, 44, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. It is like, it, so it is analogous or it, the example of the treasure hidden in the field. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like. It says, which a man found and hid and for joy over it. He was so filled with joy and delight over this treasure. He goes and he sells all that he has and he buys that field. Now, I think this is speaking of Christ Jesus himself who saw this treasure in the earth. He, he disrobed, took off, his, uh, as it were, laid aside all of his divine privileges and dove, as it were, into the earth to uh, gave up everything he had for this field, for this treasure, rather, that was in the field, the earth. I think that is so marvelous. And I think that those of us who have received his, this amazing blessing of Christ, that we ought to also that give up everything to lay hold of him. Amen. Likewise, give up everything to lay hold of him. Uh, let me just read some isolated scriptures and then we'll sort of look at this maybe more comprehensively if possible tonight. In Luke chapter 10, verse 21, uh, Jesus was talking to his disciples and I just want to take it up in verse 21. At that time, the scripture says, Jesus full of joy through the Holy Spirit. Wow, he was full of joy, what? Through the Holy Spirit. So then how is it possible for us to have the Holy Spirit and we just want gifts or, or the show pieces, but we're not full with, filled with joy? You, know, you, you have the Holy Spirit, but you are sad all the time. You are always finding fault. You, you always have issues and you have the Holy Spirit. That's not possible. Come on, let's embrace heaven because when you have the Holy Spirit, as my pastor used to say, we, we have the last thing that came from heaven. Yeah, we have the Spirit of God, Almighty God, to live in us, to animate us. That's what the kingdom of heaven does. It, he brings great joy. Jesus was, filled, was full of joy through the Holy Spirit. So you have the Holy Spirit, you have no joy? Whoa, let's talk about it. Yeah, make an appointment. Amen. And listen, what, he was, what he, was, he was filled with joy about. He says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children, to babe. Yes, Father, this is what you were pleased to do. That's what Jesus is saying. So Jesus was excited that the, the little people, the people who were not big shots or had great power or authority or great position, they had the very treasures of God. He was, Jesus was full of joy from the Holy Spirit. And, and so I would, it's an amazing, I would love to just say to all of us here today, though we feel like I'm insignificant, that's a, that's a good thing to know, but don't be depressed about it. Because God, God, through Jesus Christ, has given you divine secrets. That, that many of the rich and the powerful don't know and will never know. I'm not jealous of their wealth because that's all they're going to have. And then when this life is over, they go down. When this life is over, I go up. I'm not jealous over them. I bless them. And what if they all came to Jesus? Hallelujah, someone. And so... Jesus has come, this kingdom of heaven, the reality of the kingdom of heaven, 
has already come to us. And I believe that we all ought to be basking in this amazing wealth we have, enjoying this amazing wealth so that others will see. Don't tell me that you have apprehended, laid hold of, grasped God, and you are still a sad sack, that you're always unhappy. You're always making other people around you unhappy. And they say about those of us who are always excited, they say, oh, they're naive. Well, maybe you need to be naive. <laughs> We're not naive. We are very much aware of the enemy, but we have lived lives that we know that we live in a sphere, a dimension, that if he sees us, he reaches in, he still can't touch us. That's what we know. Jesus promised us that not a hair of our head would be uh, touched or damaged. Hallelujah. Well, let's look at, at some more scriptures. In Matthew 25, uh, beginning in verse 14, Jesus says to us, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. So now, if, now Jesus is saying that the kingdom of heaven is like this man who is traveling to a far country, and he delivered, uh, the man delivered his goods to his servants. So it says to me that Jesus has delivered us all the goods. Jesus has delivered us all the goods. He has given us the Holy Spirit. He has given us the Logos. He has given us the Rhema. He has given us the Word of God, Logos and Rhema. He has given us the Spirit of God. What more do we need? Amen. I heard somebody say, ¿Qué más quiere? ¿Qué más quiere? Hallelujah. Is that good? What more do you want? That's what that means. What more? What more do you want? What more do you want? What more do you want? You, you and I have everything. So I think, again, that this is a pivotal time, a Kairos moment for us. Don't let your moment pass you by. Don't let it pass you by. You don't want to be the person who says, well, I wish, I wish I. You know, you don't have to do that anymore. God, you can change everything right now. Tonight, you can change it all. Really, you can change it all tonight by just believing the Lord and laying hold of the, the truth of God. So he, he delivered uh, his servants, uh, his goods, and uh, he says to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money or, or his master's money. After a long time, the Lord or the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Verse 20 says, so he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things over a few things. All this earth is few things. Even if you, you had a billion dollars, just a few things. And so we're speaking comparatively. It's just a few things. If you, were, uh, if you had $40 billion, that's just a few things compared to heaven. Because Paul, who went to heaven, went to the third heaven, saw things. He said, it's unlawful for a man to utter. 
He saw things that are so grand. He says, he said, let me tell all of you saints, throughout the centuries, let me tell you, eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store. He said, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. And so you and I, by the Holy Spirit, we know we have an inkling that it's greater. Amen. It's greater. Amen. May I tell you a quick another story? I, I've told you these stories before. My wife says, get new stories. <laughs> so maybe I won't tell you that story. Oh, tell us. Okay. You convinced me. Yeah, I, 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 remember, I remember my son when he was a little guy about maybe four years old. And it was his birthday. We always tried to celebrate their birthdays. You know the story, right? You know what I'm going to tell. So, I, so uh, uh, we, we were celebrating his birthday, and he was so excited. And uh, because we would say, you can have any deal, dinner you want. And uh, so uh, one of our friends came over and said, Marcus, where are you going to your, for your birthday? McDonald's? He said, better, better, better than that. And so, so, so she said, well, are you going to Whataburger? Better than that. So she kept naming a Long John Silver. She said, better than that. And so whatever she would name, he would say, better than that. So she finally just named all of the fast food places. And she said, where are you going? He said, I am going to the King's Inn. <laughs> He's going to the King's Inn. You know, those of you who may not know the King's Inn, the best seafood in the, in the region, in South Texas, maybe, you know, you know, and she says, I'm going to the King's Inn. And so it doesn't matter what you are experiencing on this earth. You are, it does, no, Whataburger, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, you know, McDonald's, no. Long John Silver's, no. You know, whatever the fanciest restaurant, no. I'm going to the King's Inn. That's where you and I are. We're going to the King's Inn. Yeah. So he is making us ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So I believe that that enter, entering, is, this entering is going to take place at the coming of the Lord, but there is an entering when we receive Jesus Christ as Savior, when we receive the Holy Spirit, there is an entering. So maybe somebody needs to say, you have already entered into this joyous place, a place of fullness. Now listen here, verse 22 says, He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Okay. Have I read that? No. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And so we see that, that the one who had five talents and gained five more, he got this, this blessing. And the one who had two and got two more, he got the same blessing. Now, the one I taught, taught you before with the Minas, they had different blessing. But this one, because the one who, whose Mina gained 10 Minas, he was given 10 cities to rule over. And, and so, and so the, the other one who came, he had however many five uh, cities to rule over. And uh, plus the joy of the Lord. So God is going to bless us left and right. And this is what Jesus is doing while he is away. He is planning great things for you while he is away. So I want you to put your hand to the plow and do whatever Jesus is telling you because his, he's coming and his reward is with him. Amen. Amen. And so they, all, they both enter into the joy of the Lord. And I do want to say again that the joy of the Lord is the, is the biggest prize. 
in, um, uh, and the ESV says it a little differently. Let me read verses uh, 21 and 23 in the ESV, the English Standard Version. His master said to him, well, good, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. It is the master's joy. It's the, it's the joy of God. It's the joy that keeps you from failing and from flailing. It keeps you from all of that because you know that there's absolutely nothing outside God. Uh, there's nothing that can conquer God. There's nothing that can thwart his purposes. And that's what you will have entered into the fullness of. You will be so full that you will need nothing. Yeah. Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 23, he says, His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So he says the same to those both. Verse 30 of this chapter, he says, He tells us that he's going to deal with those who did not want him so that when the kingdom of heaven comes in fullness, there's judgment. I offer to you, there is judgment even now, but it's judgment over the house of God, those of us who are here. That's why, some, you know, some of you maybe have uttered these words, I can't get away with anything. That's a good thing. That's, that's, that's a good thing. It's judgment, but it's a good thing. And, but here he says to those who didn't want him, uh, or the one who, who had only, um, uh, who had not traded and, and gained anything, he calls him, in verse 30, he says, and cast the unprofitable, uh, uh, that is the worthless, that is the useless servant into outer darkness. So, 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 so when Jesus comes, some of us, is called, he calls unprofitable, uh, worthless, useless. And he says there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I think the weeping and the gnashing of teeth probably have to do with, oh, I had so much, I did so little. When you, when you have the very Spirit of God and you live a defeated life, nothing's wrong with the Spirit of God. I mean, how can you have the Spirit of God and live a defeated life? How can you have the Spirit of God and judge everybody but yourself? How can you have the Spirit of God and you complain all the time? How is that possible? M making life miserable for others. He, this is what he says, unprofitable, worthless, and useless. Is this too tough? There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, now, this parable of the talents stresses the need, the need to serve the king while he is away. The one who did not serve the king while he was away forfeited the master's joy. He didn't have it in this life, and he won't, won't have it in the next. That's how serious these things are. I believe, again, I want to say it, and I want to say it until everybody understands it. I believe that this decade is telling for all of us. And, and, and Nehemiah tells us, the book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse 10, tells us that the joy of the Lord is your strength. So we would say, well, speak over me, lay hands on me, I am so weak. He said, no, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Wow. Joy of the Lord. Joy of the Lord. 
You know, some believers call those of us who have all this joy, they, they call us unaware. I told you about the naive thing. They say other things, oh, well, they just don't know life. Yeah, we know life. We know his life. The joy of the Lord. This is what the kingdom of heaven has brought us. The joy of the Lord. The, the joy of the Lord. Let, let me read a couple more. And um, let's look at, well, I have just a little time. Let's look at Luke 24. Uh, verses 50 through 53. And um, this is, uh, it says, and this is Jesus when he's going back to heaven. He's going to leave the earth and he le he's leaving instructions. And he says, and he led them out as far as Bethany and lifted up his hands and blessed them. Uh, and I, I just love this when, when Jesus blesses because I know that when Jesus blesses, there's nothing that can negate that. There's nothing that, that can change that. And so you and I have been blessed by Jesus because we know that in this verse, uh, and we also know it from John chapter 17, that Jesus has blessed all those of us who would hear the word through those he had sent. And so you and I are blessed. And this, one of the things I learned a number of years ago, and that is that I was not going to fail God. That is one of the most amazing and blessed things that, that God has ever revealed to me. I was not going to fail. You know, I remember many, many years, decades ago, I was going through this difficult trial, and I just said, God, I'm just going to blow this one. You know, and I'm so ashamed, I'm so embarrassed, but I'm going to have to blow this one because I, I have no strength against all these things that are coming against me. And uh, he said, you're not going to blow it. I said, don't say that. <laughs> I, I know it makes no sense. But that's where you are sometimes when you do these trials. You, you, you don't make any sense. You know, and I said, don't say that because I, I'm going to blow it. He said, no, you're not going to blow that. And you know what? I didn't blow that. Because of what he said. So Jesus is blessing them. It says he lifted up his hands and he blessed him. Lift up his hands toward Yahweh, the omnipotent God, and he blessed them. And verse 51 says, now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Now listen to what they did. What happened? When Jesus was carried up in heaven, they saw Jesus going up into heaven. I mean, just mind-blowing. You know, no airplane, no rocket. Just a little cloud that you can't even stand on, but he stood on it. I mean, is that too elementary? Is it too much like a child? Now listen to what happened. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. This was joy that nobody could take away. No trial could take away. No sickness could take away. I've heard people at the point of death, they say, I'm, I'm okay. Don't worry about me. I've got joy that cannot be taken away. And these, 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 these brothers and sisters went to, we worshiped, returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Under the threat of their own lives, they didn't care about it. Didn't, bat, didn't matter to them. John 15, 9 through 11 tells us, and the, Jesus says, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. How do you abide in your love? Just be obedient. Stay obedient. It doesn't matter. Don't try to figure it out. You know, don't have the attitude, but if God doesn't do something, I'm going to have to. Now, I know the ladies may not have ever said that, but I know some of these guys have. 
I know how men think. Well, if God doesn't do anything, I'm going to. Who are you? I mean, like, like, like if God doesn't do anything, you're tough enough to get it done. You've been watching too many Rambo movies. But I know my brothers. I know my brothers. Good brothers. I love you. Now listen to what Jesus says. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. You gotta obey. But you don't obey by your own strength. You obey. You obey by something that God has done for you. And what has God done for you? He has given every one of us in here a Jeremiah 31 heart, Ezekiel 11 heart, Ezekiel 36 heart. He has given us a new heart. We obey from that place. You can obey from that place. Obey from that place. You can do whatever God tells you. You have the ability to do whatever God tells you because the Holy Spirit lives in that new heart, that new heart that God has given you through Jesus Christ. Now listen, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. I've told you how to overcome. You don't need something, special deliverance service. I've told you how to overcome. You don't need anybody to cast the devil out of you because you don't have the devil in you. You just have to obey God and believe God rather than what you see and what you feel. That's what the kingdom of heaven has done for us. But there are a lot of Christians who are playing Christian games. And it's not, you know, Samson games. It's the kind of games that let me give you this word. Let me cast this out of you. And now the preacher is the star of the show. He's, he or she is the only one that can cast out things and control everything. That's not true. He said, you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Didn't he say it was just Peter, James, and John? All of you. Stephen, Stephen was doing the same thing the apostles were doing. Young man. Maybe a, maybe a teenager, no more than 21 years old. Whatever the apostles were doing, Stephen was doing. 21-year-old, strong. So you can do it too. Are you still with me? He says, I've told you these things that my joy may be in you. Now, this Jesus' joy took him into death for the sin of the whole world. Yeah? And he went into death in faith, went to the cross in faith, nailed to the cross in faith, he died as, as a man. No man had ever died and gotten out of the grave. He did it in faith. He believed God. Thank you, Lord. So you believe God, you can do it too. Come on, somebody. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you, dwell in you, stay in you, not go anywhere, but be in you and that your joy may be full. And so what he's saying is that when you have fullness of joy, there is nothing that can trouble your joy. When you're fullness of joy, you're fullness of joy, you're complete, you're complete, you are, you are now mature. And, and let me read uh, John 16, 22. And he says, Jesus says you, to these disciples, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again and your, your heart will rejoice. He's speaking, he, uh, he was going to be resurrected 
and they would see him again. He says, and your joy no one would take from you. That's so big. If the kingdom of heaven has brought us joy that nobody can take away. You know, if I, if, if, if I were, let me coin a word. If I were faintable, faintable, able to faint. If I were faintable, when I, you know, go to Asia and I see all the things I see there, I would faint. When I, then I go to Africa, I see the things I would faint. I go to Europe, I see the things I would faint. I come to America, I see this, I would faint. But I'm not faintable. Well, yeah, You're, you, should, you should not be faintable, right? Because, because the world is crazy, and if you don't know that, you need to hang out with me, and I'll show you. But listen to what Jesus says. Your joy no one will take from you. Now, I'm going to end where I started. In Romans 14, 70, not, this, not the verse, but with a thought. For the kingdom of God, Romans 14, 17, is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You and I have righteousness, the righteousness of Christ. Jesus is our peace, the peace of Jesus Christ, the peace of God through Jesus Christ, and the joy, the joy in the Holy Spirit. Who when John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost. I like to say Holy Ghost in this case. When he was filled with the Holy Ghost, his mom was filled with the Holy Ghost and had joy and was not timid. She did not have a tepid response, but she spoke with a loud voice. She began to prophesy. If somebody said, Mary, we don't prophesy, she didn't mind. I mean, Elizabeth, we don't prophesy. She prophesied. That's what God wants for us today. That's where the kingdom of heaven has brought us. What no man can take away. Wow. 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 This is what I want us to do. Now, if you're here today and you uh, don't know Jesus, you don't know Jesus, you, I want you to, to just acknowledge that. I mean, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, just acknowledge that and, and let's give ourselves to Jesus today. Could we do that? If you don't know Jesus, but you want to, you can have this reality today. And so if you just raise your hands and say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me because I don't have this reality because I've not received Christ as my life, but I want to do it tonight. If, if, if you're that person, just raise your hand. I want to see it. You don't have to leave it up there, until, but just until I see it. If that's you, you just raise your hand and say, look, pray for me. I want to receive Jesus tonight. Anybody up here? Anyone? No one? Thank you. I want to receive Jesus tonight. Reverend, Reverend Rochelle, I want you to go with her. She's right there behind Brother Anderson and uh, in the middle. You see her? I want you to go and I want you to just pray with her. 
and then I want to say hi to you when you come before you leave and we're going to pray is there anybody else who would, who would like to receive Jesus tonight anybody come on where are anybody anyone okay it, just this one I do know that life sometimes is just a bad boy and just tries to slap us around I do know that um, life hasn't been some easy thing for me uh, I don't talk about it because I don't want to give the devil free advertisement but I, I, I'm happy I'm, I'm full of joy I'm not saying I'm the template of joy but I'm saying I am an example of it and if you are the kind of person who always gets beat down by bad reports you've got a bad report oh, Well, that's not the kingdom of heaven being expressed in your life. There are a lot of things that inform me in my life. And uh, my experiences inform me, the experiences of others. And I should never forget a little nurse saying after a robbery and shots being fired, Psalm 91. She says, Psalm 91. I'm dwelling in the secret place. You know, they can shoot around me, they can shoot me. I'm in the secret place. Life happens to everybody. And you don't get angry with God. You don't ask for one of those sugar daddy responses. You know, your sugar daddy responses. I'm just saying that, that everything's got to come out with you on the white horse riding out of town with your big white hat on and the girl across the saddle. Life doesn't have to be like that. I didn't get what I really wanted, but I got what God wanted me to have. The situation didn't happen just like I would have written it, but I know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, and that will be my joy. If you need that, just... Just give yourself to Jesus tonight. I mean, don't just leave here because it's 835. Just say, Lord, I need that before I leave out here. I, you know, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Not few. Some of my, our brothers mean well, but they say nothing. You'll never be sick. You'll never have any problems. All you need is faith. Where you come from, man? What planet you come from? Faith doesn't just keep things off my doorstep. Faith allows me to go through stuff. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow, yea, though I walk through the valley. Faith doesn't keep the valley from me. I walk through the valley. I walk through the shadow of death. But I will fear no evil. For you are with me. That's what this is about. I'm unshaken. I've got faith. Yeah, I've got faith too. There's faith that stops things but there's also faith that accepts things. We go through things. Let's go through. I go, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You anoint my hair with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The kingdom of heaven brings that reality to us. Amen. May, may that be your portion. May that be your portion. Don't play these Christian games. Well, I got faith. I kept it all away. 
You, you did nothing. Faith changes things. Faith accepts things. We're going to go through some things. Let's, stay, let's remain steady. I know some of us are under fire, as Brother Jerry said. I know you're taking fire from the enemy, but complete your mission. Complete your mission. In Jesus' name. Let us stand. In Jesus' name.